Welcome to a new episode of the Thoughtless Episode Experiment. thirty. Episode thirty. Let's the big three zero. Let's golf clap. We made it this far. I uh, thank you, thank you. We have about four episodes left and left in the tank. Yep. <laughs> and then I feel like I feel like the we tension between us is getting a little high. We yeah. live together now. You're gonna you're gonna start a podcast called the Thoughtless Podcast. And I'm gonna be like the experience. <laughs> the, exper- the experiment. What, what kind of tension has there been since you guys started? Living together. Oh, dude. He can I <laughs> can I say the craziest thing? Uh huh. Sean. So I buy like little iced coffees, right? At the store. They're not like, a little. They're no like gallon, like little, like so I don't have to go to Starbucks and spend that money every day. So Sean comes up to me and goes, "Hey, man, could I have a cup? Can I have a glass of iced coffee?" I was like, "Yeah, Sean, sure. Like my coffee is your coffee because of Sukasa. You know, we're living together and you right. need your energy." And uh, I go into his room. And he's holding the entire jug, and he's just sipping from it. <laughs> and I just go, Sean, you can't just sip out of my iced coffee jug and then put it back. <laughs> I bought his cups because when I moved into Sean's house, he had one cup. He was, yeah, because he believes in the environment. Yeah, he had one cup. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> and also, once you say yes, it's not yours anymore. <laughs> it's not yours. I'm, it's mine. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's just coffee tension, not sexual tension, no, because no. Well, there's it's that not too. yours there's anymore. That yeah. It's his. He walks in. Tony he, gets lonely. He puts his ear on my door, and when he hears Pornhub, the the, <laughs> the, the sound, he just goes, Tony, can we talk about the podcast? And I'm like, <laughs> Tony, I got some business opportunities I'd like to talk to you about. I'm like, Sean, it's not the right time. So I got an email about a timeshare? Sean, I'm going to come, and then I'm going to come, all right? And we'll hang out. No, but it's been good. Uh so we're this episode we're gonna do something a little different. So I was in Oklahoma. Yeah, explain the story. Yeah, explain how we even lined this up. I was in Oklahoma City this weekend, and we were doing shows at Bricktown Comedy Club. And on the late Friday show, um, so I have this like joke about like abortion about pro-lifers, and this guy came up to me after the show, and he goes, "Hey, man, I really loved." Like your abortion jokes, da da da. You know, here in Oklahoma, we're actually fighting for like abortion rights. I actually work for this candidate running for Senate. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then we go to the bar and we're talking, you know, politics. We're drinking, we're doing shots. And they go, so what do you do? I was like, I do this dumb podcast, <laughs> you know, with, with my roommate. And we're both like idiots. And he goes, would you want to... I'm not an idiot. And he's like, <laughs> you're the thoughtless part of this podcast. And I'm the experiment. <laughs> no. Uh, and he goes, would you want to interview... Like slurring. He goes, would you want to like interview a, a possible senator? And I was like, fuck yeah. So and I you go, thought, how possible? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I go, I go back to the hotel room. I was like, I text Sean. I go, hey man, I think I got us an interview with a senator. <laughs> but I also said, don't get your hopes up. We were both drunk. You know, I was drunk. He wasn't that drunk. People he talk. Was, yeah, we were just talking. He's probably going to check out the podcast, you know, and he'll probably be like, yeah, we're definitely not doing this podcast. And the next day he goes, dude, just checked out the podcast. Excited. You know, I talked to Kendra. She's excited to be on. And I was like, wow. And then yesterday he goes, hey, my boss has to just do a quick interview with you. And we're like, okay. And we did a phone call, and it was very lax and very easy. Very chill. Very chill. And then he goes, yeah, I think Kendra <laughs> wants to come on your show. What, what was the what, what did they ask you? 
No, just, just uh, like what our intentions are. Like, just like I think they just wanted to make sure that we're not just two doofuses, uh, and that we I think that we know a little bit about politics. Yeah, because me and like I wouldn't say me and me and Sean are uh, experts. Again, you keep looping me in. I'm very well informed You're not. when it comes to the yeah, federal government. Yeah, when they started the call, uh, they seemed very impressed with Sean. Remember what did they asked at the beginning? Who's the uh, Who's the aerospace engineer? There you go. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm I'm very I'm being very narcissistic right now. Um. But no, it was a good. It was a. It was a, just an interview, right? Just we just went, just to kind just of talk. You want to feel us out. Yeah, you want to feel us out. out make sure you want to make sure we weren't like really far right. I think. Or no, or I think far right, or even maybe just like offensive. You know what I mean? Because she is running for office, so he yeah. just he did his due or diligence. far left. Yeah, on due both diligence. Sides. Yeah. Just make sure that we're not like just two, two goofballs or idiots or you know. Extremist. Or maybe they thought you were two goofballs and like, oh, that's harmless. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's help these guys out. Yeah. And then they're going to take us into the, when she wins, they're going to take us to Congress. She goes, we've always helped the special. <laughs> <laughs> we've always helped the needy in this country. <laughs> and then we're like, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for coming on our podcast. <laughs> I'm in the Oval Office. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> This is going to be fun. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to play you guys the interview with us, with Kendra, and then we'll do a a regular episode. A little recap. A little recap, regular episode. Let, us, let you guys know what we, we've been up to this past week. Get to a couple news stories. So if you want to listen to an interview, I think you should check it out. We had fun. And uh, if you don't, we'll put a, uh, a t- timestamp in the uh in the description and you can just, skip. yeah, you'll go the cut to uh, the normal episode. If you don't uh, like politics, so <laughs> which we, I don't blame you. Yeah, I do not blame <laughs> you, but we, uh, we had fun with her. We asked her some silly questions and uh, it was a good time. So enjoy. All right. We're here with Oklahoma Senator candidate, Kendra Horn. Yeah. Good to be here. How's it going, Kendra? What's it like running for Senate? Well, it is very busy yeah. uh, and I'm putting a lot more miles on my car than when I was running, when I was running first time for the uh, house of representatives, uh, it got, got to cover a lot of miles and we are going from uh, tip to tip of the state. So that has been, uh, that's been put in a lot of miles, but it's always, it's a, a lot of fun. It's, I always love connecting with people. I mean, uh, I mean, you, you know, you're, in, you're from Oklahoma, right? Uh, I, I, Oklahomans are really interesting people and it's, I, I love getting to know people and see the different things that are happening in communities. Um, and it's, it's a full time thing, but it is so worth it and great to connect with Oklahomans. So it's been good. The, yeah. I I've, I've kind of realized like running for like office is almost kind of like a comedian because you have to go to like yeah. different venues, give speeches. Sometimes there's a big crowd and you feel like, Oh, I killed, you know, I, that speech went great. It's happening. And then sometimes you show yeah. up, you know, at a cracker barrel and there's just four people and you're just like, well, you know, we got to tune the speech up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just, and you have to be prepared to walk into almost, you know, any, any space. Uh, and, and somebody used to describe, well, we're doing a town hall tonight and, you know, I talk to people and you get questions about everything, uh, but it's like having a pop quiz all the time mm-hmm. of unlimited subjects because people can ask you about anything and it's like, you know, people want to know. Uh, so it's a lot of fun and it's certainly not boring. What What's the craziest question you've gotten so far? Oh, craziest question. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a good one. I mean, there are so many that... Um, 
Hmm. Oh, that's okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think about that. Um, or do you get like hecklers? Like do people like, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you do. I mean, I, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about that. Well, sometimes I, I, what, what occurred to me was there, there was a, a, this crazy rumor that started that somebody intentionally started uh, in, in like 20 that, that I didn't live here, that I'm not like from Oklahoma. <laughs> like, I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff when it's just easy to verify and people are like, Oh, she doesn't live here. <laughs> the fact that I ran a campaign out of my house for the first year when I was running in 17, 18 and yeah. been coming out in my, in my garage and like, you know, we, we said in that people sat and volunteered in chairs so much that all of my dining room chairs were broken by the, <laughs> No, but I don't live here. Uh, I, think like, I think it's those kind of things that help willing. Um, and this is what always reminds me when I see things um, online of, you know, these stories. Oh, I just know it's true because people just swear to it. They kind of kind of have to nod and how willing people are to believe those those kind of things. Um, you know, sometimes you get hecklers, but that's all right. It's a part of it. It's it's yep. the great thing about living in America. We can have our own uh, opinions and express them. And, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. Uh, but I find uh, talking face to face with people. I mean, y'all don't know anything about hecklers, right? You oh, oh, we never get hecklers. We're, we're so good all the time. Yeah, people <laughs> just sit down, listen, laugh, nonstop. 24/7. If I get a heckler, I'm quitting comedy. Where, actually. where did they... With the rumor where you're not from Oklahoma, where do they think you were from? Where they're like, she's from oh. Arkansas. She doesn't know Oklahoma problems, yeah. even though Arkansas. Well, I, had, I had lived in, uh, you know, born and raised here. Let me be clear. You know, okay. born and raised in, in Oklahoma, uh, just outside of uh, Chickasha and where my parents and my grandparents. And I mean, I'm five generations uh, yeah. deep on both sides. Uh, but uh, I had lived in a few other places and had lived in Colorado uh, for a while and owned a home there. And so that, you know, suddenly becomes a, you know, even though I've been, you know, in Oklahoma most of my life and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and had lived away if, uh, for a while, but came back it, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to spin those things. We, we have a little beef with Oklahoma cause we're in Texas right now. Yeah. And we're a little upset that Oklahoma the past few years has become like the cool state with like the legalization of marijuana. And you know how crazy it is how when I tell like in the past when I would tell people like I'm going to Oklahoma, they'd be like, oh, OK, have fun. Now I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to Oklahoma. And they're like, you're going to go get high. That's so cool. Like <laughs> you're going to get marijuana. That's so fun. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Oklahoma is a cool state, but and it's always been cool. You know, I lived in Texas for a few years and I was, you know, ready to get, get back to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That, you know, that is kind of interesting. And it looks like with the medical that passed in 18 um, and, and it looks like we're probably going to have a recreational question on the ballot uh, in, in November, which, um, I think has been, uh, it's been really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly we got a, a lot more industry coming in and, uh, and it's, and it's kind of exciting to see that grow. Uh, there's clearly a lot of work to do. We still got to do stuff at a federal level, but yeah, who would have thought, who would have thought that Oklahoma would, uh, th they would be here, but yeah. And I just want to clarify, anytime I go to Oklahoma, my glaucoma just acts up. So that's why I only smoke in Oklahoma. Right. And when, I'm back <laughs> in, when I'm back in Texas, it's totally back. I feel great. It must be the weather. Yeah, it's the weather. <laughs> you, have, you have your medical, do you have your medical card? Just get, just, just, just get your card. Right? Yeah. 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 Just get my card. I have a buddy. He's, he's a chef at the comedy club. He's my, he's my doctor in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
Sean, you, you wanted to ask oh, yeah. about the... Uh, so we were just reading about the race and everything, and it's so it's a special election. Special election, uh, technically, but it's taking place at the same time as all the other Oklahoma elections. So I'll be on the ballot in November. Uh, I'm the Democratic nominee. The Republicans are in a runoff. That'll be August 23rd. So um, they're they're still kind of duking it out, but uh, we're we're full steam ahead. So that'll be... It'll be fun to see who comes out of it, but there's certainly a front runner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were reading yeah. about Mark Mullen <laughs> and, um, you know, he was, uh, I guess he was in Tajikistan, uh, last we, August. So he was uh, one of, he was one of the politicians that, a huge story. that tried to go to Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> Kendra, why weren't you in Afghanistan with Mark? <laughs> he was saving, he was in a food truck in Tajikistan, saving yeah. lives. Well, you know, because I was actually on armed services. Yeah. And I know what's oh. helpful and what's not helpful yeah, yeah, yeah. to our military. And, uh, you know, it, it helps when you actually kind of understand some of that. That's a wild story to go like. And then they were like, don't go. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go anyway. Like, like you're going to get shot. <laughs> right? It's dangerous to go there. Do you, have you, like, talked about that? Like, how crazy of an idea that is that a, a senator or, like, a, a politician would go to a war zone for publicity? Um. Have I talked to him about it? Or no, just I? in general. <laughs> like in general, what's your opinion on that? Because that is that is like mind blowing. Because we've seen, I think we're seeing it now with a lot of politicians. I think John Stewart's bringing to light with the whole the Pact Act, where all these a lot of Republican politicians are waving the veteran flag and they're like, "We love the veterans." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make the tweets and all that, but when it comes to actual bills, and as someone who lives in a, I'm an army brat, saying yeah. it, it, it's it, the. The contradiction is painful. So hearing that about Mark Mullins is kind of funny. Just being like, I'm going to go to a war zone, maybe save a soldier that's kind of like on the outskirts of war. And, you know, just to get some votes. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah, well, there's so much about what's happening in our current political environment uh, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah, uh, especially especially, you know, people that are more concerned about their image uh, than they are about the substance of of what they're doing. Mm. You know, to me, this example, uh, and, and I see it, uh, you know, unfortunately in, in too many people, this is why I talk all the time about just needing more people that are going to work together and not be extremists and, you know, basically attention me, me, me. Uh, but I think there was an article in the, uh, in the frontier, I think this last week where they interviewed, uh, Senator Inhofe, mm -hmm. who that's the seat I'm running for, who talked about that. Uh, my opinion is, you know, I've been to a war zone. I was on armed services. I've been to Afghanistan, yeah. uh, on a Codell though. You need to see what's happening on the ground, but, not at the expense of not working with our military. I was on armed services. We were there for a reason. Uh, and it is, you know, you wonder why members of Congress need to take these trips. Well, I mean, you probably get it, right? It's one thing to uh, have an idea of what Oklahoma or Texas is like, but you get on the ground and you see things and you, you feel things that are different and mm. yet you need to understand, especially when you've got oversight. Yeah. But, but the problem with the way he did it was, uh, it, in my opinion, is, it was working contrary to the very real things that the uh, that that the military was dealing with at the time. Yeah. Now, that's separate from my opinion about how we pulled out of Afghanistan, which is um, 
I, I disagreed with that uh, approach in the plan uh, when it started under the previous administration and when it continued and was executed by the current administration. So those are separate comments, but that's the problem. When people are too busy trying to score political points or you know just make a, make a point, they're not taking care of the things that we need to. And the veterans is a great example. You know, I've been, I was, when I was in, in, in the house working on veterans issues, especially yeah. those b- burn pits and agent orange, they, there's so much that needs to be taken care of. Uh, and we need people that are just going to do the right thing, not just pat themselves on the back to try to look good. Yeah. It's, I don't know the political, the political spectrum right now is kind of crazy because I feel like since Trump, it has become more of a performance based it's become like Hollywood 2.0 almost where it's like, yeah. you see like people on the left and the right, like AOC, she's doing like, she's doing like 20, 30 minute stories every day. And she's like talking about like what she had for dinner and you know, and then you see people on the right, they're just going like, they're going shooting and they're, it's like, they're becoming almost like Instagram models. And it's just like, Hey, I'm 27. I have health insurance, but anytime I go to the doctor, my copay is crazy expensive. Can we maybe, Focus on that, making health insurance a little bit more affordable and not yeah. a picture of you on a horse in Utah. You know what I mean? It's it's a cool photo, yeah. though. The- <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the photo op, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, that's the, like, that's the that's part of the problem is is you get you get people uh, on either side that it's just about us versus them and then and then we're not listening to each other people aren't staying at the table and you know one of the problems we've got 90 percent of the of the seats in the house of representatives right now in the u.s congress are not competitive yeah because the people and this happens in oklahoma it happened in texas it happens all over the place that are sitting in the seats are drawing the lines and that should never be the case i mean we've got to like we've got to get people more engaged and then actually showing up to vote. I mean, that's part of the problem is that you just see people doing that, um, you know, making and making themselves look good on social, but not taking care of the day-to-day issues. Um, we're not getting good governance and yeah. uh, that's, that's part of the problem. I mean, we, we can have disagreements about how we get there. We, we should, in fact, I don't, I don't lie. I never, I don't understand this. Oh, if you don't agree with me, forget you kind of mentality. Um, now that's, that's not to say there aren't some bright lines, right? We got to yeah, yeah. treat everybody with respect, right? That means everybody. It doesn't just mean my friends and the people that, that, uh, that look like me. It means, you know, all Americans deserve to have equal protection under the laws. And I mean, there are some lines, right? But between that, like, like let's hash it out. Let's sit at the table. Let's get stuff done. Um, because the bottom line is we got a lot to do. It's healthcare, it's education, it's making sure the systems work and complicated issues can't be solved in a hashtag or a tweet either. Absolutely. And and you're you've kind of proven that because I, I did a little research on you and uh when you were in the House of Representatives, you had I think twenty five bills that Trump yeah. signed. What was yes. it? did you work did you ever get to meet Donald Trump? Uh, I was in like I'm state of the union and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I worked across the aisle, uh, yeah. a lot 
with people. I was problem solvers caucus, equal number of Democrats and Republicans. Uh, and, you know, those those bills sort of span the spectrum. Some of them were from my work on armed services uh, and in addressing military housing. You know, you said you're an army brat. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the first things I found out when I was uh, after I was elected in a town hall was somebody uh, brought to my attention what was happening with our uh, military housing at too many bases. And and so we tackled that uh, trade. I mean, there's a lot of different things uh, that, that we worked on. But I mean, that's part of that's part of the thing that people don't talk about nearly often enough. It's just there's so many people that just on either side say, well, nothing's getting done. And there are a lot of people that are trying to push back against things getting done. But if you want to get stuff done, there are almost always pathways to getting things done. Now you're not going to get it all, all everything that you want. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. what was it, what was it like working in what all we want? What was it like working in politics during the Trump administration? Probably like one of the wildest times in U.S. history, because as a American citizen, it felt every day on social media. Anytime you went on social media, it just felt like the world is on fire. And it was a it was a wild. It was time. a reality TV show for four years. It was yeah. It was like uh, what what is it called the uh, keeping up with the Kardashians on crack cocaine. Yeah, it felt it felt like that every day. And then you would go outside and you're like, the world is. It's not totally on fire. It, it seems normal, but some of these politicians made it seem like every day the world yeah. was burning. And I don't know. It it was a strange time. Yeah. How much of that is the yeah. media and how much of that is real? Like real, like, oh my God, like this is crazy. We need to get, do something about this. Well, I think it's, I, it's a combination. I mean, that's the truth with everything, right? It is a combination. I mean, yeah, some things are just, you know, crazy, but um, a lot of it is the media and, and you talked about it before, you know, people on either ends of the spectrum, if you've got, you know, people on the far right, people on the far left and that that's, what's getting the coverage. But, you know, when I was elected, uh, well, first of all, you know, nobody, nobody thought uh, that it could happen in Oklahoma. I got a whole lot of, Oh, honey, bless your heart. You know, like, what are you, why are you thinking? Why yeah. did you even bother? Um, but, but I, I, I was elected with a lot of really good people um, who were not on far ends of the spectrum. That's a lot of what gets the attention. It, it fans the flames on social media. It's, oh, the pundits love to talk about it. You got these 24-hour news cycles. So it leads people to believe that's all there is. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, we got a lot done. Um, the pandemic was, I mean, that, that changed a lot of things, uh, in terms of, I think how we relate to each other oh, yeah. is a, a lot harder to build those relationships if you're not, uh, face to face. And I think that's really important. Um, but you know, the reality is right now, um, there are some things that we should be very, very concerned about that are happening. Uh, and this, uh, amplification of extremism, I think is, you know, fraying the, the, the fabric of our democracy. And we need people that are running for office that are going to do the right thing that are, will speak up, you know, about what's right because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and that includes, you know, your, your own party, like we, we, we don't need any more rubber stamps. Um, but I think January 6th was a very clear indicator that, um, we have some very, um, real uh, problems in this country, uh, but that we also have people that are 
who, who love this country and care about this country uh, that uh, across the political spectrum that are that are still going to stand up to protect the systems that are going to be there on the other side of it. Um, but we have to all be a part of it, too, as, as everyday Americans. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, to, to that point, I think um, I, I uh, noticed that you studied law. I was just curious what you thought about, like, campaign finance law, like Citizens United. I mean, it's it's pretty um, to me as a as a um, I don't know, like late, like late Gen Z, early millennial, like just seeing like Chevron being able to give money to politicians. It's just I don't know. I'm not like I, you know, I'm open to both sides of it. To me, that just seems like, well, you know. Yeah, I don't think I don't know, Chevron what? has the best interest for Tony and Sean. Yeah, and don't our get, friends. Like, I don't think don't Chevron. I don't think Chevron's going to give someone a few million dollars and be like, you know what, Tony and Sean, don't, we want you to take care of that. You know, let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. I am a Chevron shareholder, <laughs> and I am a Lockheed Martin shareholder. I own one of each, one share of each. I'm a, I'm a co-owner. You're, you're, you're shining a light on this. This transparency is critical. Yeah. Uh, you know, on podcasts and in politicians. Yeah. Listen, I think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Right? It is. It's absolutely. He actually, yeah, I mean, he actually was a Palantir stock. I, yeah. I own a lot of Palantir, like <laughs> okay. my whole, my whole life saying, but then I sold it recently, um, which, cause they're a wild, that's a wild company. Yeah, I'm, I'm anyway. gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do that, and I'll just, uh, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, get in all of that, and I'll let you. I'll, I'll be over here just <laughs> uh, not getting in the middle of that one. <laughs> uh, but but seriously, campaign yeah. financing, lobbying. Yeah. What's uh? How do you do? You, is there a problem? And if there is, how do we move forward? Absolutely, there is a problem. There is a problem because we have uh, dark money. Uh, that can flow in and is flowing in is impacting the political process without shining the light of day on anything. Um, and we've got a lot of, look, there, there are many things that we need to do to fix this, but I think the most important in campaign finance is to eliminate the ability of individuals to anonymously shape our elections yeah. for one or two people to be dumping in unlimited amounts of money. So we've got the C4s, the 527s, the dark money, and I mean, I'd like to see it go away, uh, but first step regardless is we need to shine a light on it, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're going to dump millions of dollars into these races, if you want to shape things because of your own personal agenda, at the very least, we as the public should be able to see who's doing it. I mean, is it, is it you, Tony, are you behind the, behind the scenes pulling the strings? And if you are like, we got to shine a light on it, that will change people's behavior. Yes. I think we should limit. the next because um, the next question we were going to say is me and Sean saved up six thousand dollars and we're wondering <laughs> if that's enough to buy you to put in laws for us. No, <laughs> there's, there's no there's, Good there's, answer. there's no there's no dollar amount that will uh, that, that will buy me from uh, doing what's right for Oklahoma. So I can tell you that for sure. OK, twelve uh, final twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we have a subway coupon. Option that I didn't know about. <laughs> uh, um, 
But no, I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, look, our campaign finance laws uh, yeah. beyond that, like candidates, look, I, we have to, every dollar that, that I raise that we take in and that we, we spend is, has to be disclosed. That's how it should be. This is not mm-hmm. a complaint. Like, and, and the same thing with uh, PACs, is, uh, certain PACs, right? You know, corporate or or interests or different things. Like, they got to disclose it. Um, now, there's a lot of money that's that goes and moves. And listen, listen, I wish it didn't take so much money. But the fact of the matter is, it does a lot less in Oklahoma than it does in other places. Mm. But most of our, most of my donations are coming from people. And most, mm-hmm. still about 90% from Oklahomans. Awesome. Uh, and, but the, the point is, I have to disclose the money that we're taking in and spending. That's right. And talk about, you know, campaign finance, you're talking about stocks. I think one thing we need to be be doing is prohibiting uh, members of Congress uh, while they're serving from buying or trading individual stocks. Uh, th- like th- th- that just makes sense to me. If you're regulating industries, you shouldn't be, tra- you shouldn't be trading individual. Stocks. Yeah. That was a wild thing when Nancy Pelosi said like, it's just my family members, you know, they should be able, it's, it- it's like Nancy, you probably send them texts at one a.m., and the next day your cousin Eddie is a is a millionaire <laughs> because of a stock trade. It, it's a, it's it's wild how I feel like some politicians now have become kind of comfortable with the corruption. They're kind of being open about it, and it, a veil has been lifted. How do you think? How do you think we can? Hey Tony, it's called building leverage. <laughs> No, but how do you how do you think we can we can we can solve the problem of putting better better people in our government that actually wanna wanna change? Well, is it the people or the infrastructure and this and the and the and the the guidelines, you know, That's and the goalpost? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's a to both of your questions. It's a, it's a yes and. I mean, uh, sometimes it's the way that things are set up, and with the dark money specifically, those those things that the way that it's set up, one it's not just going to be one side that's going to use it. It's going to be both sides because yeah. if one side uses it and the other side doesn't, then there's just a massive imbalance. Now that doesn't make it right, and I still think we've got to change it. In, in terms of people, I mean, you're right. I think. We have far too many people that um, that come at it from um, a position of like, I mean, I'm I'm in it for this party, or I have the answers. I I don't trust anybody that says they have all the answers to, to anything. Um, and I think there's a couple ways. I think we gotta we have to have independent redistricting commissions across this country. We have to make sure the districts are more fairly drawn because one of the biggest problems, I I said it before, I'm going to say it again, is that 90% of the districts in this country um, are either safely in uh, Democratic hands or safely in Republican hands. Uh, And when that happens, then you got people that uh, don't feel that they have to talk to or that it's their job to work for everybody that they represent. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely upside down and backwards. Um, yeah. You know, I also think we need more people, quite frankly, like me, who um, know know what it's like to have to pay your own bills and, and not be independently wealthy. I'm not saying, listen, great, if you've made a lot of money, good for you, um, more power to you. But, you know, when we need a diversity of uh, perspectives uh, in in Congress and in elected offices that includes uh, that includes diversity of age and race and gender and all the things that we talk about and uh, economic economic background and educational background and you know people that know what it's like to 
have to balance your checkbook, uh, make payroll, like those things we need more of. Um, and that means we got to get people, day-to-day voters better informed. Uh, I just think people are more capable of understanding some of these challenges and the complexities if we break it down rather than pretending like they don't get it. Yeah. Well, you know, just to um, kind of address the, what the middle part of, of your statement on, uh, I mean, the, the gerrymandering laws are like insane. I mean, yeah. are, aren't there like district lines that have been drawn like they look hundreds like, of years ago? No, they look like coloring books with like people who had arthritis. It's just like, <laughs> they just, yeah, it's coloring it's, books with arthritis. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so they haven't been the same for hundreds of years, but uh, that is the problem. They are, you know, the you've got people, um, and it's wrong when Democrats do it. It's yeah. wrong when Republicans do it. But I'll I'll, do, I'll give you a very specific example. Uh, the district I represented, the fifth oh, the fifth district, uh, it, which was you know mainly uh, Oklahoma County, um, most of Oklahoma County, and then uh, Seminole and Pottawatomie counties, mm-hmm. two two more rural counties. And when they did redistricting this this last year. Uh, that district, it was, it was competitive. It was a purple district. I, we need more purple districts. Cause that means you get better people to run more discourse. To top, I think you've got to have a competition of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they went to redraw the district lines, they carved up this district. When I won in 18, it was an R plus 11. Um, so that means that, you know, Trump had won by like, uh, 11 points. Um, and it was, it was like, six in, in 20. I mean, it was, it was, it was competitive, uh, district. Um, but then they, 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 they chopped it up. They cut out like half of the South side of Oklahoma city and chopped up, uh, chopped out places and put it in with the panhandle. And they, it went from, a, a, a district that Trump had won by like six points to one that he won by like 17. Yeah. It's like a modern art. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't make sense geographically. Yeah. Because putting South South Oklahoma City and like the central part of close to downtown in with the panhandle, like those those are different, different needs, different things. And they and they they did it um, because they wanted to make sure that they drew a district that was safe for a Republican. Wow. Not a district that was, you know good for and made sense geographically for Oklahomans. Who, um, who it, controls uh, redistricting? Just, well, it depends on the state. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Some states do have independent redistricting commissions, uh, but uh-huh. here uh, and in most states uh, right now, it's the legislators. Yeah. The state legislators? The that are sitting, yep, the state legislators that are sitting in the seats are drawing the maps. And that's wow. The problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the so, so the state senators me. draw the draw the lines for the, that control their reelection? Yes, as senators and, and and house members here and in many other places. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So why am I going to draw purple redistrict why am I going to draw a purple district if I'm a state well, senator? You're not. I mean you're not if especially if there's like a one party control. Yeah. Uh, that's why it should be it should be taken out of the hands of um, of party politics and and put into uh, and and put into the hands of independent commissions. Um, yeah, you know the the I mean the the truth is that like the Congress could change that and require independent redistricting. That's something that I've always been a fan of. Individual states can do it too. Mm-hmm. The bottom line for me is, man, the people that are sitting in those districts should not be the ones that are drawing the maps. 
Yeah. Yeah. My, I have a, That's crazy. Uh, just a couple more questions and then we'll let yeah. you go because we know you have a busy day today. Um, again, with like the media, because uh, I feel like right now the media really wants to divide us. I, you see it. You we see are it. the media, by the way. Yeah, we, we want, <laughs> and we want to divide people. We're all about. Div- no, you see on Fox News, you see, you know, all every every Democrat is drinking adrenochrome and they're evil. And then on the on the right, every Republican is a Nazi. Like I read an article where there was a poll that says fifty percent of Americans think there's going to be a civil war or won a civil war, which is I think. Huh. When I ask my friends and people around me, I don't think we really want a civil war. No. You know, we we barely want to no. go to our jobs that pay us seven twenty five an hour. Yeah, I don't think we want to fight in a war. You know. Yeah. So my thing is, as as a Democrat living in a a red state. Yeah. You you see a you meet a lot of Republicans. Yeah. Do you do you you see a lot of common ground, right? Where people at the end of the day they just want to put food. On their t- table, they want affordable gas. You know, they want good health care. They want good education. How do you think we can go back to that? To just being like, you know what? Let let us just live like a decent life. Yeah. A decent yeah. every, you know, like a decent house, decent health care. We can go on vacation once a year and just go back to that kind of lifestyle. Because it feels like for the middle class, that's fleeting almost every day. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the perception is that there's nothing in common, that everybody is on the extremes. Uh, and that's reinforced by the reporting, right? It's just yeah. the narrative over and over again. Um, look, I, I, I talk to people every day, Democrats, Republicans, independents. I don't know. And most of the time, I, I mean, I don't care. And most of the time, I don't, I don't ask. Uh, you know, people would come up to me and say, well, I'm, I'm a fill in the blank. So, you know, I don't know if you want to talk to me. I don't care. Like, we're, we're people. We're Oklahomans. And what I find and what I think we need to do is just have more conversations with real people and get out of the presumptions and the labeling, uh, because that labeling is really dangerous. Uh, the labeling prevents us from seeing each other as, as, as you know, people, uh, as friends and neighbors. And uh, and and then it sort of it, it's like this big wall that that or roadblock that, that comes in the way of saying, oh, wait, I, I you know, I care about my kids. You care about your kids. We need health care. We need it just gets in the way. Um, but I have conversations and I have people say to me all the time, I'm tired of this divisiveness. And this yeah. is from like the panhandle down to, you know, Southeast and everything in between people from all over the state. Uh, and I believe all over the country are really tired of this, but they feel like this is what we got to live with because that's what gets covered. That's right. what I was going to say earlier that, that there are people out there that are not that extreme that are serving and people that are running for that. But the extreme, the extremism, the more flashy, the more uh, shocking, the more outrageous, some uh, something somebody does, uh, you know, and it gets the, the attention, it gets the clicks, it gets the coverage. So I think we got to start talking to each other and we need leaders that are going to say that we, we need leaders that are going to say, listen, not all of these people are bad. Not all of these people are bad. Like what's, what, what is it that we need um, as a community? What's important to us and remind us of that without that. I think we're, we're going to be in trouble and we've got to do that in our own communities as well. Yeah. And you know what I think is great evidence of that was um, when I first got started getting, getting interested in politics, um, I think the first interview I saw was like Andrew Yang on Joe Rogan. 
And I thought it was amazing. I, I, you know, I don't know. This is anecdotal, not for sure, like statistical, but I was just impressed by, I think Andrew Yang, and he lost, but, <laughs> <laughs> but his ability to, I mean, looking at a policy like UBI, universal basic income, I think a lot of before Andrew Yang, I bet you a lot of Republicans think, oh, that's socialism, free money from the government, you know, but then Andrew Yang comes along as this Democrat. And I think, uh, you know, he's kind of a, whatever, putting the political spectrum aside, that's a policy where like he, I think he was able to convince a lot of people, regardless of how you felt economically speaking, like, are you big government, small government, doesn't yeah. matter. He made a really good case for UBI. And so that's an example of a policy and it doesn't have to be UBI. What, I don't know what you think of that, but I think that's proof of what you're saying. It's like, you can convince people like maybe this will work, you know, and it's not. And just and try the, something new. Just try yeah. something new because it seems like what we're doing now isn't. More more private prisons. Yeah, more private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. yeah that, you don't that, have to answer. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's a, that a good example of what not to do. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm not a. From an economic standpoint, not a big fan of UBI, but that's probably a different conversation yeah, for to uh, totally. another day. But to your point, yes, we can find a lot more common ground um, in, in many issues if we're just willing to talk to each other. And, and that means hard conversations. It means uh, being willing to kind of consider somebody else's perspective. And quite frankly, I think a lot of times we need to look at the, we need to look at the facts and we need to look at the numbers instead of just checking a box. Cause we got far too many people that are just going to be a rubber stamp of, uh, of an ideology and, and that's yeah. happening a lot. So when you give people the chance to talk about it, you can find a lot more common ground, um, you know, for take healthcare, but you know, because we, we talked about that a little bit ago, like healthcare and education, are some of the best uh, investments that we can make um, in in our future, right? Yeah. Quality, affordable healthcare is something that is a right for everyone. Now, I I also not a fan of the uh, proposals like Medicare for all because you know we've got complex systems. The ACA is there; we have to shore that up. I think there are ways that we can fix this, but it's not just a feel good thing. It's not oh, I just feel good about this. No. Uh, if you're a business owner and your employees um, have uh, access to health care and their kids are uh, their kids are insured, uh, then they're going to go to the doctor. They're not going to get as sick as often. If you've got people that are ill, they're not going to be able to show up. Um, also, if you, you're hiring people, you're a business owner. Don't you want people that have an education? The, the, this is what this is what like we've got to think about is like, let's talk about these things in a different way that helps us see each other's perspectives. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree on that. And uh, before we let you go, um, there are a lot of crazy theories about politicians, and I just I just want to get one of them answered. Is every politician a lizard? Um, There's that no. right-wing Alex Jones kind of... I, I, you know, <laughs> some of this stuff I just can't even process, like it that, that it's just so out there uh uh no so you no. have no lizard tendencies 
Uh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I do like the heat in the summertime. Oh, uh, oh. You know. Kendra. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like this. We're, is we're lizards. Comedians are. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. That can't, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't know every single person. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're leaving it open <laughs> that there might be a few lizards. <laughs> Well, you have seen Men in Black. (laughs) (laughs) We got it. (laughs) Um, That's so funny. Thank you for coming on today and uh, speaking for us or speaking to us. Um, If people are interested in your campaign, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at KendraHorn.com. And you can find me or follow me online um, on Twitter at VoteKendraOK and on Insta at uh, Kendra. Kendra Horn, okay, uh, and uh, same thing on Facebook. Um, love to have you get involved. We, if you, especially if you're from Oklahoma, uh, even if you're not, uh, if you care about good representation and people that are going to be thoughtful and do what's right uh, for uh, everybody in our communities, uh, not just be a rubber stamp or an extremist, uh, check it out. We we could uh, use your support and involvement. Thank you. Uh, Eighteen thousand last offer. Kendra, this is awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. Good luck tonight as well. Good luck and uh, good luck in November. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. So, So what'd you you think about this interview we just did? It's kind of wild. I mean, first of all, I. I'm just excited that it happened. Yeah. My number one, my f- overall emotion is excited. It's pretty cool to interview. I think she will, she will, she could win. Yeah. How? And then secondly, I'm like, I don't even know how I, I feel like she had a sense of humor at some points, but then like there was some kind of like awkward. There were moments. some moments where we were like, we try to make a joke about, uh, I don't know. It was interesting what she like found funny. But I, I also get, I, I get, I think, where she comes from. Because we're two, like, we literally have nothing to lose. Yeah. We have nothing well, to lose. I think we've forgotten what it's like to even um, have a filter. Yeah, because, like, most people. Well, we did, to be, let's be fair. I think we did have a little, like, it was a senator. Yeah. We're not going to, hey, we're not going to fucking. We're not going to be like, we're hey, not, so you're going to try to bribe a senator. <laughs> I'm not gonna do a dick joke. Yeah. You know. Or hey shit like Hey Senator, on a Friday night when you had a few drinks, what do you like shove it up your butthole? Jesus. Like we're not gonna yeah. do that. Actually that might have been a better better question than hey, you know, like when people get bad campaign money, where's it coming from? <laughs> no, I think like, no, but the what? Th- <laughs> but the thing is, I think that is actually a better question because it's like oh, it is a good question. It's a fucking weird it's a yeah, I because I think when me and Sean We didn't even talk about abortion, which I actually liked that we didn't talk about abortion. Because we we focus dude, campaign finance and lobbying are pay, pay, pre- yeah. preclude democracy. I'm running against Kendra. <laughs> What would be I you guys? Bury, how, bury how funny! How funny would that be? Is if in like two weeks we show up in Oklahoma and Ken's just like, "Oh, Sean and Tony," and she shakes her hand and we're like, "Put the hand down, enemy." <laughs> no, we're telling you, we're like shaking hands. I'm like, "Good luck." <laughs> You've never lived here. <laughs> the deed to my new Oklahoma home. <laughs> I I live in a trailer. I in, live in- on Kickapoo County. 
<laughs> I don't have health care. People identify with me. <laughs> you can do what Ron Manuel did. He put a, a suit in a closet in Chicago at an apartment. Oh. And that's how he uh, was uh, justified looking. Being a, yeah, being a mayor. Jesus. I think it was Ron Manuel. I might be was that before Lori? Wow. Back ago. So, no, I thought, oh, dude, I mean, hey, pretty cool. I hope we, I just, I hope we get to go to the Oval Office. That would I just be, want to go, no, to go to the Oval my, Office. The crazy thing is, I think, is. How'd you react? What's your take? I think I was a little nervous. I think, because uh, that is a pretty, it's a different, it's a different avenue we just took. Interviewing her, I think she was, I was a little nervous. And, uh, but I think it went well. I think we asked some good questions. I think we had her answer, like, fucking, I think she had to think about some questions, which was cool. I think we asked her some, some questions where she's like, oh, fucking give me a second. Like and the craziest questions she's ever gotten. Yeah. Well, I, even, it was even the campaign finance stuff. Like yeah. you, you could tell she was like, but these aren't questions that are normally asked by politically savvy people. Like the people yeah. who do that constantly interviewing them it's the same questions so she's coming from a point of they don't know if you guys are doing like gotcha you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. we just we didn't want to gotcha we didn't want to like gotcha her or not oh, on no, purpose, no 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 but no you no, could no, do no. it on accident my goal, oh that's no, no, actually no, no, no. yeah my goal is every politician we interview on this podcast i want them to lose <laughs> oh, if you come on our podcast you will lose <laughs> Um, no, and let's be clear. If, if you're Joe one, Biden, you're next. I'm kidding. If you, know you're you, should, you know what you can do now, though? You can show this to other people campaigning and be like, yo, we have politicians on here. Yang we're, Kang, bitch. Yeah, yeah. No, we're Andrew talking. Yang. We're thinking about wanting to get Andrew Yang because he's like a comedy fan now. He goes yeah. to, he headlines clubs. <laughs> Andrew Yang headlines clubs, comedy. If you guys could get Ted Cruz, that'd be fucking amazing. Dude. Ted Cruz, I would be scared of. <laughs> Ted Cruz, I would just, if Ted Dude. Cruz was sitting here, yeah. I would just look at him. I'd be like, you fucking, you, you like, he I could put a hit out on us. No, because Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just want to say this. If you're listening and you're like, wow, Tony and Sean have an agenda. They're interviewing politicians now. They have a political agenda. We don't care. We don't have a political agenda. We're about money and taking your money. (laughs) That's our agenda. Our agenda. No, our agenda (laughs) isn't taking your money. Our agenda is to make enough money so that we can buy these politicians and that we can put influence. We can put a Chuck E. Cheese on every street corner in this country because I remember as a child <laughs> and my happiest before my family got a divorce, before you know I started gaining weight, before I started getting depressed. That mouse. That mouse <laughs> saved me. every every fucking every other weekend. We'd go to Chuck E. Cheese and I was at my happiest. So I think if I was at my happiest during that time, if we put a Chuck E. Cheese on every corner in this country, everybody will be happy. Yeah, but then it's going to be spun into why does he have a Chuck E. Cheese on every corner so he can take the children? Is that what's happening right now? The children will go home with the parents. <laughs> I will. Who knows, Tony? What is this all about? You know the banjo bear? <laughs> yeah, he's <Dude>. our security. <laughs> <laughs> and if you touch a kid he's that's not yours, you're going in the back with banjo pizza bear. Game times ten with you, Tony. Yeah, pizza. Dude, what if one day? Uh, I don't want Josh. The thing is i don't want children i don't even want children of my own what yeah. am i gonna do with a fucking pile of kids like ugh, a pile <laughs> why yeah. did you it's call them a pile of because kids. if i'm transporting them i would pile them up <laughs> it's easier to transport i love kids. kids all right <laughs> I, I love kids sean you can't say i, I love, love a pile of kids <laughs> a good pile okay here i don't have a good prediction what if this happens in the future kendra's president yeah 
and we're just she we get a phone call with her <laughs> and uh cut to oval office yeah. it's just tony being like where's the chucky e. cheese <laughs> and she's just like fucking shaking she's like <laughs> where are they and, and you're, she's like tony i'm sorry i have a lot of stuff on my plate you would not read kendra <laughs> what what you promised us a Chuck E. Cheese on God, every- God damn it, I will get you a Chuck E. Cheese. I can't do it on every street corner. This is like the That's most, absurd. This is like the most artistic version of House of Cards ever. <laughs> I, will, I look at the camera. Kendra Horn came on our podcast and promised us the Chuck E. Cheese on every, on every corner. She did not prevail. So let's see what she has coming in that. It's apartment of cards. That would be crazy if she did become president. And we could be like, oh, we... We asked the president if she was a lizard. I mean, she didn't deny it. <laughs> she, she didn't deny it. She, she, no, she said, I haven't met everyone. I haven't Which met is, everyone. That is a good answer. That's a good. It's not, though. If I was a. It's not, though. If I was a. I would say. I, I would say. I would say. I get you're joking, but no, all politicians are people, and we all just want to help in our different, oh, different the, ways. You didn't like that she yes-handed and tried to do a bit? It was funny. Uh, you know what would be hilarious? If you guys put reptilian eyes on her when she says it and it blinks. Oh. In post. Oh. I'm not going to do that. I think she's already gone. Uh, let me check Twitter. Yeah, she's dropped 12 points. <laughs> yeah, Tony, and the podcast episode hasn't even aired yet. As much as I want like to want her to be like have a sense of humor be funny, I don't want my politicians to riff. <laughs> I don't want them to be like fucking good at riffing. You don't? No, that's how we got Trump. I want them to be like kind of autistic, awkward, but know what they're doing. That's what politics used to be. No, Sean, Sean. But we need the... Sean, I don't want politicians to be like you. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Tony, you you better get ready. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You take that back right now, you bitch. He transformed. Right in front of us. Tony. Josh. Oh, shit. I am the president. He just passed out. Right? He, he, said, wow. he literally said politics. And then he's like, ah. I will. Whoa, whoa, what, where, where am I? Who are you guys? You know what that was? That was your oh, that, was, that was that version of that. We're going to San Kentucky and we're going to Kansas. Oh. We're going to get the votes in Illinois. I can't believe that lost him the election. What? Have you heard? You know that story? He killed right? his career. What, bro? There was dude, John. You got to pull that. Yeah, thing. dude. You don't know the story? What story, bro? It's this politician from Kane. the nineties. Edward, no, what's his name? Dukakis. I don't even know. If you just type in Bia, <laughs> just type in Bia, politician Bia. Dude, so this guy's just, oh yeah, it's, and Dave Chappelle did it's a whole Edward bit Kane. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's get the original video if you can find it. So what did he so, do? So he is just doing a stump speech. Yeah. And <laughs> he's just getting excited. All he's doing is f- closing. It's like his big closer. Yeah. He does his whole stump speech. The crowd loves him. And then all he goes... We're going to Kansas. <laughs> we're going to New Jersey. And we're going to Connecticut. We're going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. And it lost them the it lost them the election? Yes. It, like it 
collapse his because it, it made him look cr- dude the video's crazy um I, i'm trying to find it what it was oh, it wasn't that wasn't his name what's his name what what state was it from? Uh, I don't know what state. Uh, Let's say boy politician. Yeah, uh, Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Yeah, just look up Howard Dean original maybe. Dude, this video is crazy. That's like uh, when Dukakis, he was. I think he was running against George Bush, or no? Yeah, George uh, Senior, right? Yeah. And uh, there was a picture that got out of him of him in a tank. And he looked so small in that tank, and it it lost him votes. Yeah, that's crazy. Is he really okay. a small it, person? Yeah, or it was, it was just a big tank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, play it. Something, you know something? <laughs> so funny. If you had told us one year ago that and we he was running for president, Iowa, yeah, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, <laughs> we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> Poor guy, man. He had no idea that that was the end. <laughs> he just thought I just gave my MLK speech. <laughs> That's what he thought. Wait, wait, play it a little bit. I want to see people's reaction after it goes. He lo- he's killing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, he's so happy. Yeah. He he doesn't even know. He's the young one there. What is? They thought he was cool. We will not give up. We will not give up in New Hampshire. <laughs> we will not give up in South Carolina. Well, now he's just kind of milking it to a little bit. New Mexico, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Oklahoma. Delaware. They're literally doing, Ohio, the audience is literally doing Michigan. a thing that happens in the WWE. Yeah. We want our country back uh, ordinary Americans. Can you pause real quick? Because yeah. Vince McMahon, when he speaks in the WWE, right? Yeah. He would get in the ring and he would get like, he would go like, uh, Triple H is going to come here and try to take the title. And then the audience will go, what? Like, they'll yell, what? Yeah. Just like that. Dude, this is kind of a precursor to what politics is now. Oh, yeah. Howard Dean was ahead of his time. Howard Dean is a fucking wrestling announcer. Where is Howard Dean now? In the ground. Because honestly, I would want Howard Dean to open up my com- my first comedy special. That would be, dude. There's going to be jokes about abortion. There's going to be jokes about Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. He's alive, thank fuck. Damn, he's old as fuck now. Yeah. 1948. How did? How much did he lose by? Go down. Yeah, go down. Let's see his presidential. Dude, he's a doctor. This guy's an MD. Yeah, he's a nerd. Yale, go up. What's this? He went to Yale and Columbia. Let's see. Uh, presidential candidacy. Where is it? Uh, the Dean scream. Iowa caucus setback. On January 19th, Dean uh, rivals John Kerry and John Edwards, pushed him into third place, finishing in the 2004 Democratic, Democratic caucus, re- representing the first votes cast in the primary session or season. Dean's loudest outburst in his public address that night was widely rebroadcast and portrayed as a media gaffe that ended his campaign. That's it. Dude, called that I have a scream speech. 
Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah. my god. Oh shit. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. He was a Republican. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota, Oregon, Washington, and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah. Oh, he's a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tom Harkin. I guess Tom Harkin was the Republican. Dean primary. conceded that the speech did not project his best image, jokingly referring it as a crazy red faced rant. On the late show, it's not even a it's not even a rant, dude. He said he was a little so specious benign. but not apologetic. Wow, that's insane that that ended his. Because that wasn't even a bad thing. Literally, I mean, Kendra, no. Kendra said things. That, no. No, 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 it's literally crazy that uh, he got canceled or like his his uh, campaign got suspended after this. Mm-hmm. We're literally Donald Trump. About 10 years later, Donald Trump went on TV and did this about a news reporter. He goes, you know that news reporter? The one with the... Like, he literally impersonated a news reporter. Yeah. And then won. And won. Yeah, man. Because he's he's a confident man. And that didn't portray confidence. You thought he was a spaz. And there's no way there's going to be a spaz... You think president. that was spazzy? It was very yes. spaz. As a spaz, that was spazzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was kind of like when you became a politician on this episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> think about it. You're constantly dealing with dictators and all these different... Like, you have that type of mindset. When you're president, you have more in common with dictators than oh, you yeah. do with the average person. Oh, you covet power. Yes. Like uh, us, almost. Almost as much as us. We have no power. <laughs> but we covet it. <laughs> I covet power. You want power? Yeah. What, uh, would you, what would you do with your power, Sean? Let's say you somehow became the president of the United States. What would you do? Well, my first thing I'm going to do as president is get every single person health care. No, tell them, tell them what you were saying the other night about how you want to open up gas chambers for every Marvel fan. <laughs> Whoa. He told us. He told me that on the fan on the phone. He just goes, "Yeah, if I became president, that would be number two. Number two, I would cast the Marvel fans." It's a wild. That's a wild statement. I know. That's why it's, my goal. I, my goal. A, my real. goal is to make sure that this podcast stays six or becomes successful, and we like financially are secure that you do not have to run for office <laughs> because I think you would I could be campaign on that in 2024 and win. You would be a menace to society. I think I already am. What do you do? That's menacing now. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm actually a nice guy. So. <laughs> I drive a, I drive a car, <laughs> a fossil fuel driven car. <laughs> Wow, that interview took a lot out of me. You did it? Yeah. Why? It's just very, I don't know, just feel exhausted. What do you, I think, I don't think it's the interview. I think it's the lack of sleep you get every night. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, just grinding, dude. Yeah. How you, what do you mean you're grinding? <laughs> just, I don't know. Are you here in there? It's pretty Ricky all grind on. <laughs> oh, he's grinding in there. Just I'm trying to eat better, trying to get my life together. Yeah. 
He'll say that, and then I'll walk into his room to ask him a question, and he'll just have like a, a fucking full bag of like Swedish fish. <laughs> Why or Swedish fish? That's disgusting. Swedish fish or like oh, candy that's corn. The worst. Or, I mean, no, it's candy delicious. corn. Candy corn. He'll just be like, Ugh. I ate a whole bag of candy corn today. <laughs> Those are the worst candies ever. You like the worst <laughs> candies. You're a serial killer. You have no power. <laughs> I'm like an no 85 year old man. If they watched you, you eat that candy, you would not get in. Yeah, I told him. I go, Sean. It's, it's August. Why are you eating a bag of candy corn? Like that's a it's gas station candy corn. Ugh. From last October. Oof. Yeah, from last October. No, no, they it sells. No, it doesn't. It sells. Can you look it up when yeah, candy corn It's a it's not a seasonal candy. Yes, it is. It kind of it, it picks up. Candy corn Halloween. is I only eat candy corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditional that's Halloween. media. Literally, bold. when does candy corn sell? The first thing, Halloween. Yeah, duh. It, it's it, the media lying to you. In its traditional form, candy corn Did you is listen a small to anything Kendra was saying? Triangular the media candy consisting of three colored sections, white, orange, and yellow. It's mainly sold around Halloween. Main, keyword mainly. Sometimes in oh. August, they sell to Sean Riley. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> I figured you'd be riding high right now. It's also not a like, good, it's, not, it's also not a good candy. It tastes like shit. You don't like candy corn? No. It's not for everyone. <laughs> It's not for most people. <laughs> you don't like shit? <laughs> you like putting shit in your I, mouth, Tony? Hey, Tony, uh, how did he walk in on last Tuesday when he came into the apartment? How did, how did Sean walk in? What do you mean? From Tuesday night. Oh, after I uh, oh, demolished after I, demolished after the competition. Crushed. Oh, he was. So Sean is competing in Funniest Comic in Austin. And the funniest person. Person in Austin. And, uh, it's a bigger universe of people. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the and he walked in. And Watch he your was, fucking mouth. I'm a like, semifinalist. <laughs> so we get, it, it was funny. We get the text from a buddy yeah. that just goes, Sean just crushed it at F FBI IT or FBIA. Yeah. And I just go, at first, I thought it was a joke. That's on me. That's on me. At first, I go, huh. no, but this then, interview is over. <laughs> no, but then I go, he goes, wait, what, where did he get the glasses from? Where did you, did you have that the whole time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw biting glasses. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Oh, but he walks in. My future's too bright. <laughs> so I got it confirmed. He had a really good set at once. And then I was like, congrats, Sean. And then he literally just walked to the apartment, like, just. Chest eye floats, and he just walked in. He opened the door, and I'm sitting on the couch. And he kind of like looks at me, and he goes, "Oh, what's up, man?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was like yeah. the confidence level was off the roof. He acted like he goes, "Oh, I didn't think you would be here." I'm like, so funny. It's eleven o'clock, and this is also my apartment. He goes, "Oh, yeah, it's crazy." And I go, "Oh man, congrats on winning the competition." Can I tell you what I really said? No, he goes, "Congrats on winning the competition." He goes, "Yeah, man, you know, I just went up there and I just didn't want to do." Is he Swedish? <laughs> I just went up and I, you know, I just do what I do. I just crush. I just crush. I go up there and I just, I just crushed and I got an applause break, you know, like the huge. The, the I thought I was going to get two in five minutes, two in five minutes. You ever do that? And then what did you say? All right. This is I'll I'll do the joke. I'm going to do the joke. Yeah. Okay. And this is going to be an inside baseball joke and we're not a comedy podcast that just talks about comedy. We are not that. Yeah. Like I go there, like I, I just became semifinalist in the Cap City FPIA, and I would just like to thank Brian Redband for all of his support. 
Why Brian Redman? Because he never gets fucked by him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's been he's a day oneer. He uh, always is, has my back. And I just just like want to thank him. No, that was the that was good. No, you know, it was, um, I was legit excited. I saw the picture on Cap City. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, you know, it's let's. It's have, crazy. I booked him on a show. Yeah, and he didn't have a good set. And I'm like, "Oh, now you decide <laughs> to have a good set." Hey, that's the most important time to have yeah. a good yeah, set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I go. I go. Where? When I sold tickets and had you know audience an audience, where was that energy? Where was that excitement? He goes up there and riffs, and I'm just yeah, like, I do, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I was no, I'm happy for you, man. I'm stoked, dude. I mean, well, no, it's you know to abstract it, I want to write a book on how to win. Um, <laughs> to abstract it, winning is about a man as a mindset mm-hmm. about you know. Kendra has it, and that's why I'm going to vote for her. You don't, you don't live in Oklahoma. It would yes, be I do. It would literally be an illegal vote. So, yeah, we can't say that. We can still donate to her, though, which okay. is, I think, donating, giving her $5 would be more than a vote. Yeah. No, um, no, I just had fun, dude. You feel cool. like you manifested this? Well, you know what was weird about it is I've done so many of these competitions where, like, you know, we've all lost before. We've all lost a competition. It doesn't have to be comedy. We've all lost competitions and felt like we deserve to win. And I've every time I've done a competition, I always felt like I did well. And I'm like, I thought I deserved the win and I didn't get it. And I got and I and I got jaded and angry and I'm like, ah, they fucked me. Fuck the rules. This this competition is corrupt. Uh the I'm way funnier than the people that went that won. All these thoughts. This was the first time I was like, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm just gonna crush. Yeah. Like no, I didn't even say it. no. I, I was like, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna do my set like it's a club, like a, like a guest spot at a comedy club. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna forget about the competition as much as I can. Yeah. And I think that's helped. Yeah. Helped my you, energy. If you wouldn't have gone to the next round, you'd been like, fuck this. This is all rigged. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have come home and he goes. Competitions are oh, bullshit. 1,000%. Yeah, they're like bullshit. The, the, the thing way about, they have it set up is fucking stupid. Yeah. That's the thing about comedians, if you don't know. Comedians... We'll flip. We're yeah, like the we'll, ultimate we'll, snitches. Yeah, we'll flip on you. We we make fun of politicians. We're worse than politicians. Way, way worse. Because we'll... we'll if you're not booked on a show, you'll be like, I don't even want to be on that show. I That show sucks. The person who hosts that show sucks. And then that person books you and you're like, man, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time. Yeah, Who's I've a- always said the host is a great guy. <laughs> yeah. I've always said that. I've always said it. <laughs> we're, we're not good people, comedians. Yeah. Josh is a prime example. We come in today at the studio. He's laying on the couch just smoking his... Vape pen? No, I don't have a vape pen. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not <laughs> the, only, the only one vaping is you, Tommy. Yeah. Um, do but want, do you want to talk about Shakira? <laughs> yeah, we were gonna ask Kendra about this, but we didn't have time. Yeah. Uh, Shakira is going to jail, ladies and gentlemen. No, <laughs> she's not. She's yes, not she going is. <laughs> Shakira could face up to eight years in prison if convicted <laughs> in expected. How is Shakira? She's so rich. Go up real quick. So, the Colombian pop star is charged with failing to pay the Spanish government 14 and a half million euros. Yo, she's going to Spanish jail? Between That's <laughs> fucked. She's going to go to Spanish no, jail. No, Spanish jail is great. It is? Yeah, Spanish. Oh, they actually have, uh, yeah, yeah, Spanish, they actually, it's not like Gitmo. No, you know what they do in Spanish jail? What? You got to work at a Taco Bell for six months. They're like, <laughs> you got to work at Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell's American. Yeah, that's why. 
That's why it's hell. That's punishment. Oh, that's <laughs> they have good actual Spanish Hispanic food. And yeah. But she was 14 and a half million euros. Great hair. Beautiful hair. Beautiful face. Great music. Bad but, with tax. Bad with money. <laughs> she's tr- The court wants to sentence her to eight years and two months in prison if convicted in her expected trial for alleged tax fraud. Hold on. So does does she live in is she does she live in Spain? She yeah, I think she's uh yeah. So she's uh I thought she she's not a US citizen? Or no, is she a dual citizen? I bet you she's dual or like it's when like, you're that rich you don't need citizenship. You just can go anywhere you want. Yeah. I've alleged Grammy winner spent more than half of each year between twenty twelve and twenty fourteen in Spain and should have paid taxes in the country. Shakira recently ended the eleven year long relationship with FC Barcelona star Gerard Pecou. With whom she has two children. The family used to live in Barcelona. So okay, well, there's Tony. It's there's what's one thing to owe the, the American IRS money. It's the other another thing to owe the Spanish IRS money. I don't even know what they're called, but they're probably pretty fucking serious. Yeah, that is crazy. That is if she lived there for two years, she has fourteen million dollars. But what's her net worth? She's I a wanna, fucking billionaire, dude. She's probably worth. I a bet lot. you she's worth at least five hundred million. I'm gonna go. And also, 35. she was million. Yeah, that's it. No, I think she's two twenty. Wow. So two. So that's nothing. Fourteen million is nothing. But is that liquid? She, does she have fourteen million liquid? Mm, who knows? She probably does. I bet it's because all it's all it's all from touring. Probably it's all cash. Probably. Yeah, she can make she can make fourteen million on a half a tour. Hmm. So you don't think so? Maybe I don't know. I mean, she probably made more money doing uh, uh, what's that called? Zootopia. You yeah. know what I mean? She probably made like a fifty million with the World Cup song a few years ago in South Africa. Oh yeah, I forget how big <laughs> she is. I forget how big she is internationally. Yeah, dude. Yeah, waka waka. Waka waka is the biggest song in the world. It was, dude. That summer, it was the biggest song in the world. I dance to that song every day. <laughs> she has a waka waka. Hey, can, we, can I cancel her right now? I, you know what? She has a song that I used to really, uh, I really enjoy. Yeah. Shakira has a song called Gypsy. Yeah. And it goes, "Cause I'm a gypsy, and are you coming with me? I might steal your clothes and wear them if they fit me." That's and her just like, admitting to tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> That's her in knowing. She's like, "I'm a gypsy." I ain't paying those taxes, and I'm going to steal the clothes from H&M. <laughs> this is the agency, agency the IRS, the IRS over there in Spain. Tributaria. Spanish Tax Administration Agency. Agencia Tributaria. No, but I, I, I know Spain because uh, I think Spain is trying to make uh, an example out of her. Because I know Spain, they've had a lot of issues with like people paying taxes in Spain. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spain's one of those countries in Europe. It's kind of like Greece, where a lot of European... Well, they're bankrupt, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. A lot of European countries are kind of getting upset with them because, you know, they're kind of they were kind of lax on their tax laws. Yeah. And then other European countries had to like would have to like pay pay certain bills from you know other countries in the EU. So I think. I think I, I think now they're they're trying to uh Spain's a fu- aren't they killing it? Spain's a really powerful country. Spain? Right? They are, but even Greece is a powerful country, but like in Greece they made a mistake where you could just retire at 45. 
You know and what then, I mean? Uh, and then get uh, Social Security. Social Security, you know. Mm. So it's like, that's going to bankrupt the country real fast. Dude, well, they you? just started their, their IRS in 91. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, so, they're young. Well, they had no... So before that, you just didn't have to pay taxes? No. Their, special, their specialist jurisdictions are customs, exercise and gambling, and taxation now. So that's now one of their specialties is taxation. Is because they literally had to get money somehow. Dude, it was so bad. FC Barcelona. They just which, go after. They just F- go after Shakira. No, dude, it was so bad. FC Barcelona, which is one of the biggest uh, sports team in the entire world, they had like a huge tax. Well, they might start coming after us. Uh, the new uh, law, the new uh, relief plan. It's a five hundred billion dollar plan that they're trying to pass, and what it does is they give eighty billion dollars to the IRS so they can go and find more money, and the IRS says that they can come up with an extra. $240 billion with extra audits. So that's on the new uh, stimulus plan coming up. How about they just audit like four or five billionaires instead yeah. and get that money? Because they have big lawyers and then we don't. So it's easier to get money from us. My thing that's is, so my thing is, literally, I want to get audited and I want a tax representative to come to our house and be like, hey man, you want taxes? Fucking... Be like Sean and just drink the rest of my coffee. Because that's all I got. No, if the IRS came to, came to our house, I'd just give him a gun and just put it to my head. Just do it. To rebuild its capacity under center. Oh, yeah, the IRS, IRS gets $80 billion to, quote, ahead. rebuild its capacity. Hey, if they get $80 billion, I shouldn't have to pay for TurboTax. <laughs> How about that? If, if they get $80 billion, TurboTax should be free. Well, see, with TurboTax, uh, I think it's TurboTax, um, you can do a, a, up to a million dollars of audit protection, yeah. and they'll provide the lawyers for you to fight back. I wonder if they get rid of that. You know well, what I mean? Probably. It's like, oh, shoot, we can't do that no more. Dude, that's why it's crazier, I think, in, like, Spain to not pay your taxes. Because, like, in, like, Europe, a lot of European countries, they just give you a bill, mm-hmm. and they just say, you owe this much. Where in America, it's almost set up to fail. Because literally, they they... If you can't afford like a tax person, they can find the loopholes. They can pay yeah. your taxes for you. But a lot of Americans can't afford that. So they're like, oh, just do your taxes by yourself. And then like they want you to kind of slip up. Yeah. yeah. So then they can be like, oh, you actually owe more. But think about any other agency in the United States government that was given that amount of money to go after normal citizens. How scary that shit would be. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, what do you gonna- mean? It's called the police. Yeah, imagine them saying we're going to put eighty billion dollars so they, they can police do. They you did. They, like, have you seen these small town? Like, dude, my small town of Shirts, Texas, where yeah. nothing happens, they have a tank. Yeah, so they're buying. From, <laughs> they have a tank. They're buying surplus. Yeah. So the military industrial complex can't sell to well, not in Afghanistan. We got to sell to somebody. Yeah. Hey, take it on the cheap, and they have to spend the money anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they spend it on that, which is crazy. Like. But but that that that's okay. But the difference is that they're saying, "Hey, we're gonna give you this money so you can go get more money." Like specifically, yeah, in it's, the ROI. it's an investment. It. It's, it's an investment. Like a gamble. It's a return. It's a risky investment. Yeah, yeah. Go get everybody. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Well, I mean, I'm not entirely sad because every every time a tank is sold, I make a little. <laughs> I make fifteen. I make fifteen cents. No, it's cra- it's great. Like. I'm not. I'm not that good at paying my taxes. I do it every year. You need I, to stop admitting this on camera, dude. I don't, I don't know what care. you're doing. I don't come after me. 
No, I paid everything. <laughs> don't. You don't want that. Hello? Man. I, I, my, my podcast partner doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah, I pay my taxes, but it's like. But they're calling this a stimulus bill. This is a stimulus bill. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stimulating what? Stimulate these nuts, bitch. Oh, yeah. can you look it up how they, they just turned down a bill? It's like the Patriot Act. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. They just turned down a bill for like $50 billion to help like small businesses and restaurants. Uh, oh, yeah. With to, but they just gave like $60 billion to Ukraine, right? Yeah. And they gave like, yeah. Also, dude, we got to talk about that semiconductor bill. What's that? That's the one that Nancy Pelosi made a bunch of money on. Yeah, it was yeah. blocked in the Senate. Forty-eight billion aid package for restaurants and small businesses Thursday, but we have sixty billion for war or eighty billion for the IRS. Well, the counter argument to that is: look at that guy. Go up there. That guy cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> that Senator Benjamin Cardin. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a lizard? The Democrat from um, Josh. Pull up another screen with a lizard <laughs> and put it side to side. <laughs> I'm not saying politicians are lizard, but some of them. We got to confirm by a politician. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> no, just lizard. Just a regular lizard. <laughs> well, I believe it. Put it side to side. <laughs> That's a lizard man. Pretty close. I think he's just old. Yeah. My grandpa looked like a lizard the older he got. Maybe that's... I think everyone just turns into a lizard. You know what it is, Tony? As soon as you start making any sort of income, you become a Republican lizard. Yeah. You become... You'd be like, you know what, actually? That why is, should I pay for your broken leg? <laughs> that is crazy. One day we're going to get old and we're going to be... Like, young people are going to hate our beliefs. Yeah. Some people already hate your beliefs now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I mean, when we're extra old, we're going to be just like. You're going to be a, a bigot. Yeah, there's going to be something where. I already know what mine's going to be. What is it? I'm robophobic. Yeah. I'm scared of robots and that they're going to take over. And, oh, robots have feelings. I'm like, they're not people. Burn them all. And they're going to be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. I, I want to. Yeah, I agree. Genocide the robots. Yep. It's not even genocide if they're not even humans. See, but they don't believe that. They're going to be like, but look, they can move There's their already eyebrows. that one loser nerd from Google. We talked about that. Yeah, the yeah. thought that the AI was sentient and a human being. If they are. Fucking loser, dude. Such Go outside. How about get your dick sucked? You know what I mean? What about, what if he got his dick sucked by a robot and fell in love? That's embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's going to it's it's going to happen. You're going to fall like call girls are gonna, not going to be actual women. Uh, robots, AI is going to take it from them. And what it'll be is you. It's gonna create a beautiful woman or whoever, and it's gonna have a beautiful voice. But it's all AI. Is this Shark Tank? Are you it. pitching this to me right now? Would you buy it? That's yes. what I'm asking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take those those jobs away from them. These these poor Ukrainian women, dude. They're not. Gonna be able I to want it. a bunch of Ukraine. <laughs> they took our jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. I was a sex of work. Uh, I was a sex of work. <laughs> Why are your Ukrainians like Dutch? I only like do Italian. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, here they're gonna be like it's not destroying your job. You're gonna be managing the AI to make sure. So it's learn the how to code. <laughs> so learn to self code. checkout sex robots. Uh, yes, 
Fuck me harder. You're gonna no. They're gonna have perfect voices, and you're gonna have to build them. Fuck I, me. I want this color of eyes. I want this color of hair. I want to be this tall. I want her to look like this celebrity. It's gonna be all that shit. I want her to look like Shakira in jail. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you're gonna put on your VR and jack off. If I had a sex robot, I would make him look like Charles Entertainment Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. Did but you know Chuck E. Cheese has a law degree? <laughs> yeah. But how mad would you be? It's like your neighbor covets your wife and then orders a doll that looks just like your wife. You wouldn't be mad. I would be honored. You'd be honored? Yeah, because nah, I would be like, at least he's no, not dude. fucking my wife. And then you show up home and it's his doll in your bed and she's over there and you're just or, like, hey, yeah. baby, how you doing? You're like, baby, you're acting strange. Yeah. You're just, Ooh. why are you saying update me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she goes, clean why are you butt. home so late? Yeah. Where were you? Empty and clean my butthole. <laughs> I remember, babe, remember the first time we met? I remember the first time we met. It was Best Buy. It was nice. <laughs> it was 1999, <laughs> July 2. No, no. No, babe, we met in Spain. Oh, yes, I forget. I'm sorry, babe. It was an episode on Futurama where they got mad at Bender because he's a robot and he was in love with Lucy Lou's head. Oh, yeah. And so, like, there was a big thing, like, no robots and people should not mix and da 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 Yeah, yeah, I I do. I'm, I'm not. It's going to be a stretch. Interracial, go for it. Have you seen the That's movie? That's the stretch. Oh. <laughs> interracial, oh, no. a bunch of people have problems with it. They did though. They go for it. Yeah. No, in a way, it's gonna be like that. But like, I, my thing is like fucking let anybody. Fu- like, if it's legal, fuck them. Let them fuck. Like, I don't care. But who writes the laws? Me. <laughs> As the president. <laughs> it's still illegal for sodomy in Texas. That's you know, just butt sex, right? Yes. You, but you know what's gonna be crazy though? There might come a day where robots. Mm-hmm will have better rights than humans do because the robots are going to be under the protection of corporations that want to make a profit property. Yeah. It's property. So they're going to have yeah. better rights mm-hmm. than he- that's going to be fun. No, it won't. We're first class, suck. It's it, a, that's first already class now at the airport. It's just all robots. <laughs> and they're like, Get in the back of the tr- of the plane. Human. <laughs> he, he proved it with the exit sign. It's not necessarily a robot, but that, you know, had more, they went into your room. They, yeah. they could do whatever they wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They'd take that back. Yeah. So they could barge in a room and take that. That's, you know what I mean? That's property. We we care deeply about it in this country. I think I think robots um, are better than humans. I'm team robot. Because you want to have sex with the robots? No, I just, I'm scared of them. Dude, so what I'm if, just going to get on their side now. You know, like the nice guys that are like, just like feminists to get their dick sucked. Yeah. You're have like you a seen- robot. You're like, I love robots, man. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Terminator, man? They're yeah. just like, they can shape shift. <laughs> they can time travel. They're yeah. just fun. Yeah. They're fun guys. Humans suck. That's going to be a, yeah. Robots, man. So are you guys going to upload your consciousness into a cyborg? No. Yes. Well, this the moment. That's I, the only way to join them. The moment I have the opportunity, I will download my consciousness and I will leave this earth, <laughs> and I will go. I'll go to Mars. I'll go to yeah. But if you upload your consciousness, is are you going to have one version in the robot and then one version still in your body, or are you transferring it from one this device to a different uh, device? It's a copy. It's not a. Uh, you're not. But if it's a copy, it's not really you're still you. dying. It's not really you. 
Uh, correct, because yeah, it's just it, a version. It's, of your, you. it's a, a clone version of, of you. you. Yeah. It's kind of like a clone when you clone a dog, and people are like, "Well, this dog isn't like Penny," because it's like, yeah, you took its genetic makeup, but like, I wonder, like, yeah, well, I mean, we don't even really understand that much about the brain. What if you cloned yourself, right, or copied, like, transferred your brain over, and then you just created like a very evil version of you? Like, there's a robot, Sean, and you go, look, I want to live forever. So you put your consciousness in that thing, and then he wakes up, and he just goes, have you ever thought about just blowing up government buildings? And you're just like, no, I don't think we should do that. I don't think we should do that. And he goes, I'm going to go to the store real quick, not to buy supplies. (laughs) Wait, is is this me or the robot talking? It is you. It's you, in a way. Yeah. The copy of you. Basically, the copy of you. I would go to the store with him, though. <laughs> it's, it's all your thoughts, but an AI cannot comprehend empathy. Yeah. It can't empathize or understand what love is. Yeah. So you're you and all your thoughts without empathy or love. You're just describing me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't get what's the difference. What is so, the difference again? So, so the way that goes into hell is... Uh, let's say the energy We're all downloaded into whatever Hey there's too much energy being used I don't like these people Okay well logically let's just shut those people off And you turn their button off And they're dead And they're dead Oh it's gonna be a way oh, easier way to genocide people Yep Whoever yeah, they don't like, like Control C Control D yeah. But you weren't really alive in the first place Yeah Yeah I'm not excited for the future <laughs> It'll, That'll be way after we're dead though How do you know? Bureaucracy what if tomorrow we wake up and it's like Mad Max Fury Road and there's just like a, a baby in like a floating like little basket and he's just like, today we get the water from <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> and we just have to get in the cars and drive to Arkansas. And there's like these fucking like fucking crazy mole people. And, and like, like, the water belongs to us. <laughs> and they're just holding, and Andrew Yang's on a throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just whipping the robot moles. Yeah. And it's only in Louisiana. It's the only state that's like that. Everybody else is still normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would be great. Like the future. I, I'm excited for the future because it, it could be cool. It Will could, it though? It could be. Will it? I don't know. I like right now. What do you think was the best decade to live? Because every decade had its problems. Uh, probably like because like white people say like the eighties and nineties, or like seventies eighties, but for like a lot of minorities, that time sucked. Nineties, uh, it says. Uh, as far as standard of living, fifties. Yeah, for some. Right, right, right. 50s for the ones that matter. Am I wrong? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joshua's <laughs> last podcast episode. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, they had in Oklahoma, they had a Wall Street that was. Uh, yeah, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. And for, I think, a few years, it was. It was booming. It was booming. And then that, that's why they went all these races and burned it down. The Klan. So for yeah. a, a while, it was a good time because they were what, running shit. You want to know what's crazy about Their that? Their own shit. What? How the only way I found out about, like, Black Wall Street or, like, that neighborhood in Oklahoma was through the Watchmen TV show. Because the Watchmen TV show talks a lot about, like, a race. It, like, has talks about race and uh, racial undertones in America. Yeah. And the opening scene is literally, like, this Black Wall Street. It's, like, businesses, movie theaters, like, this nice thing in Oklahoma. And literally the Klan 
had airplanes and they were like bombing this neighborhood. And I go, oh, it's a little overreact overreaction, you know, it's Hollywood. And then I went and did research and it was like, oh no, the Klan literally bombed yeah. this part of Oklahoma. Tulsa. Oh my Black God. Wall Street was shattered a hundred years ago. How the Tulsa race massacre was covered up. Right yeah. before the roaring twenties. Go down real quick. No fucking because it was gonna yeah. it was gonna take out their their because uh, it was doing so well it would have taken out the New York Stock Exchange. Thriving in a, uh, in the twentieth century, the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma, became one of the first communities in the country thriving with black entrepreneurial businesses. The prosperous town founded many descendants of slaves, earned a reputation as Black Wall Street of America, and became a harbor for African-American in a highly segregated city under Jim Crow laws. 35 square blocks of vibrant black community were turned into smoldering ashes. Countless people were killed, estimated from 55 to more than 300, and 1,000 homes and businesses were looted That's and set on fire. Crazy. And the crazy thing oh is, God. and Sean, the crazy thing is, I live in Texas, right? Texas grew up six hours away from Oklahoma. Six hours. You don't learn about this. And it wasn't even investigated, it says, till 1997. Oh, my God, dude. Actively covered up in the, uh, like, wow. In Tulsa for nearby half a century. The groundbreaking about the Tulsa massacre. When I started my research at the 19, in the 1970s, I discovered that official National Guard reports and other documents were all missing. Tulsa's two daily white newspapers, they went out of their way for decades not to mention the massacre. Researchers would try to work on this as late as the early 1970s. What? Their lives. Dude, and that's why. Holy fuck, dude. dude. It, the, the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, like, America, I love America, but, like, we always love to point fingers at other countries and love to go, like, Oh, it's terrorism. Look what the Middle East is doing. We got to go over there and stop it. Yeah. Oh, look at what Germany did in the 1940s. Like, dude, literally, they kind of did. Whoa, 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 the German, that was a little different. No, no. But the crazy thing is, uh, Kabaza, uh -huh. the thing is, if the Klan would have kept growing, yeah, if they would have done the same thing. There would have been concentration camps and chambers for minorities in America, if they would have continued gaining their power. Uh, if there's too many of us minorities for them to take power. No, but what I'm saying is like, that was their agenda though. But I'm just yeah. saying that was their agenda. Like Jesus, we've talked about it. I think once where it's like on Madison, on fucking Madison square garden at the, uh, at the garden. Yeah. They had a like, huge Nazi rally in yeah. America during world war two. So, yeah. So the crazy to, thing is, like, we love to the, point the finger, but the thing is about America is we're great at covering shit up. This says the police chief ordered uh, the officers to go to um, photography studios and confiscate all the pictures. Wow. I hope that, I don't believe in hell, but I hope that guy burns in hell. Fucking douchebag. Uh, it took me four days Jesus. to get through the boxes because the photographs were so horrific. I'd never seen those kinds of pictures before. Ugh. I didn't know anything about the riot before I work here. I never heard of it. Since I've been here, I've been at my desk uh, desk to guard them to the best of my ability. Dude, and you know what? They, I mean, they call, uh, they, it's called Black Wall Street, right? Yeah. What does that tell you about Wall Street? Yeah, it's all white. White Wall Street. Yeah. Bro, I would fucking know. Dude. Um, the historical trauma is real. 
and the trauma lingers, especially because there's no justice, no ca- accountability, no reparation or monetary compensation. Like it is crazy. Like I, like it is. It Dude, is that could have been that could have made Oklahoma a thriving. No, no, no. That couldn't. Not just made Oklahoma. Black. That could have literally made. That was. The it could have stopped redlining. No, that was the know? beginning of African Americans in this country because it's. 1920s, not that far away from slavery. Less than 100 yeah. years. Yeah. That literally was their chance, was the chance to be like, fucking, you know what? We're free from slavery. We're going to fucking start our own businesses. We're going to make our own money. Yeah. Start our own community. Hey, because they felt it. They probably felt it after slavery uh, was over. They're like, yeah, we're free and we're not slaves anymore. But they're like, I don't feel welcome. Yeah. There's still no economic opportunity. But it's also illegal if you don't work, so you just go back to Sla- yeah. low paying. Well, no, you become you go to prison, which yeah. is the new slavery. Yeah, yeah. So so they were like, oh, it's either we we, pay in, we work in these like low paying, horrific conditions, mm-hmm. or we just do our own shit, mm-hmm. which it's kind of like, I don't know. It is, it's wild, dude. It's like, it's this wild thing that um, America, America is the best at. Fucking! I never learned about that shit. No, never learned about that. Dude, America is the best at going. Woe is me. Like, dude, it's like every 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 nine eleven, we're just like, what? Why would they do this to us? You know? And then you do a little research because they hate our freedoms. No, no. Then you do a little research and you just go, oh, when the Russians were in the Middle East and like slaughtering civilians. Fucking, we were kind of like, oh, what Russia's doing is bad. Let's fund the Taliban. And they're like, oh, America's cool. But then, like ten years later, we went in and did the exact same thing. Yeah. Like this whole pointing finger, we do the exact same shit. Well, dude, it's it's. I mean, you know, the issues get really complicated, and it's hard to. Uh, it's really hard to have principles, and stick to your principles even on your own. But imagine like trying to create a, a country based on principles. No, but why is or a policy based on principles? It's just. But it's, dude, our country is built off of we're God's favorite country. That alone makes manifest you, destiny. Yeah, you can't you can't be a righteous nation if that's your tagline. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't be you can't be honest because you instantly are going. Oh, these countries were invade are invading are Muslim, which. We know God. God doesn't like Muslims. And clip that. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it's... <laughs> All right. Mister, I'm going to assault every robot. <laughs> I'll remember that. No, that's, yeah. no, that's good. We need to... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy. Dude. No, I, I, I really... I, I mean, also, I mean, it's just... It's a, it's a nation of lies. Like, uh, separation of church and state oh, yeah. is a joke. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking joke. There was that one... I think uh, I'm not a Satanist, mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was like pretty interesting how you see that story of like there were all these Satanists that wanted to have a statue of um, Beth Lamel, the Baphomet, Baphomet, which is like the satanic yeah. the satanic symbol, and they like wanted to have that because there's a statue of uh, there's like a, a Bible or a statue of God or Jesus or something yeah. in the state capital of the state, and they also wanted to do. Um, have Baphomet side by side. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, if you're going to have a religious artifact, 
on government property. We want to have What's our this one with the two children. Doesn't that look way cooler than like Christian stuff? Hey, also the the two children thing. Look at Christ Catholic artifacts. Mm -hmm. A lot of naked boys. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's very perverted. Catholic artifacts. Very yeah. go go to go like I lived in Europe and you you see some of those old you go to those old churches and you're like, huh? Where I go to pray, there's a lot of peckers around. Like there's just a little boy <laughs> oh, penis, little, little dicks, a little dick. Like you're just like, am I worshiping to a god that likes little penises? It was the decor at the time, you know what I mean? But a little a bunch of little penises everywhere. This is in our uh, apartment. Yeah. We have a statue. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. It's wild, dude. I'm but no, the, I just don't like the hypocrisy. Or on, on our money. On our money, it says, in God, we trust. Yeah. It's like, can we not have that on the fucking money? In which God, though? Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're all, God is a religious term, you know? Yeah. I just don't know. I think, I think. If we're but we're not. America's no, not uniquely evil. No, but we're no, we're more not uniquely evil. evil. It's I, I, I just think it's the hypocrisy of like, like we point at countries that do like horrific shit, and then we cover up our own. It's like winner. The winners write the history, and what happened on Black Wall Street proves that. Mm -hmm. Was because the the race the racist media, which. During that time, the media was mainly racist. Covered up that story. Yeah, dude, dude, it is crazy. I can't believe the police chief buried all that information. It is buried. crazy that it took fifty years to, before like people started talking about it. Yeah, fifty years. Yeah, I mean that dude. That really changed the course of history. Yeah, I mean because like so much of uh, finances finance has been one of the most racist industries. Since the start of the country, Dude, it changed and the, the course of the Midwest. It stopped black people from getting loans, yeah, to start businesses, and it basically enabled redlining, yeah, for a uh, hundred years, which is crazy. It's nuts. To be fair, they um, did sign a non-compete, <laughs> so <laughs> they were violating the non-compete, and the clause was we will. I, I blow think, up I think your equally city. as racism, it was easy because it was racist, but, dude, look but at, because yeah. of it was the money that you can't have. They can't have a competitor that's going to rival them in in stocks. Like it's not you can't do that. So it's always have, been rigged. Yeah, they got to take out the remember, competition. What was it in like the mid two thousands when the those hippies? Went on Wall Street in tents. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Wall Street was so like, oh, how could they do this? We're, we're good financial. And those were just people fucking in tents, you know, <laughs> playing bongo drums. Those yeah. were just hippies playing bongo drums going like, we want money back. We, we shall want love back. Yeah. It was just like white hippies and, and Wall Street was freaking out. They're like, but I walk down the street to go to Jimmy John's for lunch. And sometimes it takes me five minutes longer. How Dude, many well, of those from 10 years ago went and worked in Wall Street 10 years later? Oh, oh. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I, I mean, like I mentioned before on the sh on the show, I fucking I know the other side of that. You worked on Wall Street, right? Well, yeah. And not only that, I, I, uh, to, I got to go to Trump's um, or I got to go visit Goldman Sachs on Trump's inauguration day. Wow. And there were a bunch of people. Have I told that story? No. On this podcast? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I never told that? No. Dude. So. Really? Okay. So I was uh, 
This is back in the like my junior year of college. Yeah, I got to go on this very, very selective trip with like twelve other students to Goldman Sachs in San Francisco. Um, and you know it was like a bunch of like interviews you had to go through to make sure you vet the vet like vet people right, and um, who made it through twelve white men. <laughs> so it's me and like other other white dudes, and we take like this uh, like a Sprinter van. San Francisco Mercedes uh I don't know the brand it was like a nice bit van or no actually we went in like three different cars three different like nice vans that we rented right yeah or that the club the finance club rented um and uh so at 4 a.m we get in the vans we're on our way to San Francisco and I'm like half asleep and then on the radio I hear it's Donald Trump the new president of the United States real estate entrepreneur and billionaires the president will be giving his inaugural address today I'm on my way to San Francisco I, we we land in San Francisco. We get there, we get out, and San Francisco is un, enraged, fucking hot, <laughs> hot rage. And I step out with my fucking portfolio, <laughs> and we are like the most twelve Republican looking douchebags. <laughs> and everyone's smoking. They're smoking crack. <laughs> like, Trump's president. <laughs> and then like, and then the uh, the fucking guy who's leading us is like, okay, like, let's go. And so we have to walk like eight blocks through this protest. They're like, don't go to work today. Don't go to work today. And we get to the, um, I know the bill. And you're just looking at him like, it's actually not a job. It's more of an internship. It's an uh, informational interview. It's an information. I am just learning about the process of this company and I am not going to work. I am not receiving a paycheck. I, I, I would take the job. I will take the job if they offer me it today, but I am today as of now not walking to work. So shut up. So be quiet. This is just like this guy with a, a sign of the heroin needle in his arm. He's like, I need um, and so I know the building. I'll fucking call five 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 California Street. Yeah, is the building. It's the uh, it's the Transamerica building. It's the pyramid. Yeah, Donald Trump owns a third of this building. And guess so what? you're walking into the third he owns. The, <laughs> he leases that third to Goldman Sachs. Oh man, which one is it? It's um. The Transamerica. Oh, wait, maybe it's not 555 California. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is this building. Which one? This it's, one? it's not the Transamerica, but it's, yeah, no, my bad. It's this one. 555 California Street. Oh, it is a pyramid. How the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and, um, anyway, I was, I thought it was the Transamerica. Anyway, either way, he owns like a third of one of these buildings. And there were like. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I was in that one. In that building, okay, probably that that floor, and we, uh, yeah. So he, that, and so Donald Trump owns a third of this building, and all the protesters knew this. And so there's a whole crowd of them, around, surrounding the entrance to the building. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna get a shot. Yeah. I'm gonna get assassinated right now, and everyone is like, ah, just anger and rage, <laughs> and we get in there, and it goes from like ah, to just like peace serenity really we get in there we get like our they check our badges and shit and i'm just like it's almost like you know i am legend was that it oh that was at night that was i went in the morning um yeah oh wait maybe i'm in this video. <laughs> what if i'm in this video that is dude funny. this is it dude i was 
in the building that they were protesting on this day. What if we just see you in the video and you're just walking like... <laughs> yeah, I remember that sign. Wow. I hope we see you. Oh, man, that'd be so funny. This is Sean walking through the crowd. I am sorry that you are upset. I am here just to make my father proud. I am here just to I, make... I am just interested in the financial industry. Also, can we pause real quick? That lady in the blue, fucking, if you're going to be there, protest. She's standing there eating a, a fucking sandwich on her phone, just chatting with her friends. If you're going to be there, fucking hold up a sign, yell. Yeah, also... Uh, Five hundred, you know, fifty million dollars at Facebook. Early employed Facebook. Early employed Salesforce. I mean, like everyone in this picture is rich. Yeah, everyone in this picture is wealthy. So don't be a hypocrite. Um, that is crazy. So, uh, yeah, man. Did anybody in the building like mention the protest at all? Well, so we get up there and we meet this like skeleton yeah. who was like a vice president really? at Goldman Sachs. How old was he? He was like he he looked fucking like 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 in his late thirties. Um, and, uh, he just was like thin as a bone Yeah, and, um, just clearly overworked, um, by his own accord. But, uh, yeah, we get up there and he's like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh yeah, no, they'll, 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 it'll pass. Really? Yeah. And we get up to this, to the floor. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it was like a fucking immaculate office. And he like, he's like, yeah, this art piece is like a million bucks. I don't like it that much. <laughs> 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 it was crazy, dude. It was wild. So did you get the job? No. No, I didn't get the job. That is crazy. That is... Yep. I'm not bullshitting, dude. I was there. So... Did, were you wearing a suit? Yes, dude. I Yeah, go go back a little bit. Um... Uh, okay, let's see. Pause it uh, right now. If you can. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, right here. I walked up. This, I walked up like on the left there and into the building. That is crazy. Really nice, gorgeous off, gorgeous furniture. Really yeah. nice office. Did you afterwards, after when you didn't get the job, you're like, the guy's like, yeah, man. These people are crazy, man. It's just like, yeah, dude, they, they're fucking cucks. They're fucking losers, dude. Oh, somebody, then, somebody wrote, not my, none, not mine fear. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, yeah, man, these people are, you're like, yeah, these people are crazy. They're sore losers. <laughs> and then the guy looks at your resume and it just goes, yeah, Sean, I don't think you're fit for this job. <laughs> and then you just take your tie, you wrap it around your head, and you go outside, not my fury, not my president. These fascists up there with their million-dollar artwork. I was actually a, a spy from the inside. I wanted to go up there and bust them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but finance is an incredibly racist industry. And just... You might be thinking, oh, that makes you racist, Sean. If you worked in that industry, wrong. Why why did you quit the finance industry? Uh I mean, it's a uh, honest, I mean, it's weird because a lot of people like you know, I feel like there's I mean, dude, comic, every comedians have egos. Yeah. We have huge egos. Yeah. Same same with finance. I actually think uh, a lot of people in high finance and like on Wall Street and shit, 
they have a lot of the same characteristics that comedians do. Same with poker players and uh, people that do drugs. They all like take risk. They all enjoy high risk. Yeah. Right. And so that's, I think, what attracted me to finance in the first place is high the the, the appeal of high risk. Oh yeah, you can high either, risk, high you reward. Either, you either are at the top, or you you're gonna be at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Like and one day you could be fucking worth like fucking half a bill, and then stock market drops, and you're, you're fucking, fucking broke. You're jumping in front of a train, or you go to jail, or you go to jail. Yeah. Um, but here's actually the moment that I quit that I didn't want that I wanted to leave the industry, and I didn't leave until two years later. But the moment looking back is I was uh, in New York interviewing for uh, a different company. New York City? Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, I was um, getting a, uh, it was the, um, they call it a super day. Yeah. Which is the final round of interviews. Ooh. Super day. So this was after like three or four phone interviews, mm -hmm. which are not easy. Well, they're pretty, you know, you just talk to the guy. Yeah. Um, but there's like all these complicated questions and shit. It's like an SAT kind of thing. If you make it through all that shit, you get to the final round. And at the final round of this interview for this investment bank, it was me, and I'm not kidding, dude, 14 other white men for the for this extremely coveted job. Yeah. What, what does your dad do? Uh, he was um, in software sales for a while, and then uh, now he like fix, fixes up homes in his oh, retirement. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my mom's a nurse. Oh, so you so, got there on your own accord. Uh, well, I had, I, I mean, I didn't pay for, pay for my own college. Like Meaning I had, a, you didn't have dad put in a good word. For no, yeah, yeah. no. Um, I, you know, uh, joined the club and shit. Like I joined the finance club yeah. at my college. And so I had some connections that What's way. What's the finance club in college? Like that sounds like the most boring. This is coming from the guy who was like on the chess team <laughs> and, and the guy that was in the bowling league, like not the coolest clubs. But, like, it makes me feel good that you were in the finance club. I was like, I live a pretty cool <laughs> collegiate lifestyle. Dude, no. Like, they, I mean, they were into NFTs. They were into, like, it's it's well, people that love Welcome to the finance club. We're going to have a very exciting semester. Dude, it's. it's Day two, we got retired <laughs> co-CEO of Chevron. <laughs> Literally, dude. That's what it would be. And, and hey. If you put in money for the raffle, one of you is going to get to play checkers with them. You guys were all like, Whoo. That's what it was. I get to play checkers with Don Berowitz? Those are no, the ones that run You just the call world. your dad. Yeah. You're crying. You're crying. You're like, Daddy, I won the raffle. <laughs> oh, shit. You are a power, power, power hungry person. Yes. Yeah. Because every, but you know what they were doing in finance is like, They'd be like, "Oh, I get to play checkers. I can, I can build a relationship with this guy. Oh yeah, I can be. I can. I can be. They're all about like orbits, orbits of power, mm. and getting closer to the. But that's like, it's also like comedy in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Where comedy, it's is orbits like, of power. You know what I love right now is that I saw him control himself and not do the. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, like, it is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sith Lord over here. It's crazy that you did that like 40 minutes ago and now you're just like, oh yeah, I almost worked in that industry. <laughs> because if you would have stayed in that industry oh my God. right now, you would be on in uh you would be in New York City on a top floor building yep. in a big office looking over the city. You would be naked in your office, just naked, looking over the city. Only the waist down though. Yeah, <laughs> waist down, nice suit, like nice suit jacket, nice shirt, and you'd be like just hard. Your hard dick is hitting the window. And you're flopping it back and forth like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you're just flopping it and you're like, this is my city. It's going from leg to leg going. Yeah. 
I made a horrible mistake. I could be doing that right now. I made a horrible mistake. You know what? I, lizard people, like you asked that that senator, future senator, uh, they're not born. They're made. You, That's sir, right. would be made into a lizard person. You would have been a bad man. You know what I like? The, that, that One of my favorite lines from Wolf of Wall Street is when the FBI agent like, you know, Jordan, a lot of the guys I bust are pieces of shit. Their daddies are pieces of shit. And their daddies, they're a long line of pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah. You but know, you did it all by yourself. <laughs> you know what? I, I just realized if you would have stayed in that industry, you'd probably have a nice one or two bedroom apartment in New York City. You'd probably be dating like a model. From like like Spain like a, a gonna, I told you Asian Shakira or Asian, Asian. you'd be you'd be I'd be banging Shakira you'd be banging like a Shakira he'd type be buy, it would she'd be from China because he's trying to get into that market oh yeah, yeah. Hong Kong <laughs> that is yeah. true she's teaching a Mandarin yeah my relationship sex, would be strategic during, during sex you're like how oh, do you say fiscal income again and she's like, oh, yeah. and you're like oh. <laughs> and he's like yeah, thanks babe got it yeah thanks babe yeah and then uh, you'd be there fucking like a, a a beautiful Chinese model right and instead you decided to be a comedian and now you share a two bedroom shit hole apartment with me it's not that bad with me and <laughs> and man did you make a mistake <laughs> Yeah, well, literally, you went from living New York City, big lifestyle, to us going like, dude, we just made forty six dollars on reels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but dude, the thing is, it's uh, and second round FPIA, huh? Yeah, yeah. that's worth it. It's it. <laughs> you should email Goldman Sachs that picture and go fucking look who got the last laugh. Hey, uh, <laughs> have you heard of a uh, Cap City Comedy Club? It's a uh, grift. Yeah. I I'm made it kidding. to the second round. <laughs> no, I heard of Cab City. Oh, they just got bought by Helium. <laughs> have you heard of them? Have you heard? And then they're like, "Yeah, I own Helium. <laughs> I own the parent company of the parent company of Helium." Oh, Joshua, I think we should start a conspiracy. Okay. Sean worked on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Sean probably knows someone who owns Helium Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Interesting. When <laughs> Cab City was open without Helium. Sean didn't advance. Oh. But now that it's owned by Helium, oh, he gets first place. He has good sets. He has, hmm. Wow, that's very interesting there. Hmm. Keep, t- ask, keep, keep joking like that. <laughs> <laughs> keep hey, fucking joking. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, notice, notice. You didn't get in. No. Yo, wow. shit. Wow. Wow. Did you just like purposely just... Also, he went first out of the whole, whole lineup. Fucking Which thing. we all know is the best spot. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I open this. I open. You're going to remember me. Yeah. Wow, Sean. It all comes clear now. My dad owns Helium Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy. <laughs> My daddy. Daddy. Elon. I, I want to get to the semifinals. <laughs> daddy. Email Joe Rogan. <laughs> tell him to move to Austin, Texas. <laughs> Open up. Start the global pandemic. <laughs> what is this? It's hologram. You started COVID. You're like, LA's not working out. Daddy, <laughs> release the lab. <laughs> Get Wuhan on the phone. Daddy. Have them eat the monkey. <laughs> or no, what was it? Bat. The, the uh, Daddy. Yeah. Daddy, convince 
a fat, goofy boy from Dallas, Texas, to move to Austin <laughs> so we can start a podcast together. Daddy. And then Kendra will. <laughs> it's all planned, Tony. It's all planned. You think you just... <laughs> Tony, you think you just fucking ran into that guy? Yeah. You ran in to a campaign manager wow. for a senator? It was weird. He, he at one point, I planned we were talking, he goes... What, Sean? He held his earpiece. You think just by happenstance, he was there. I, Dude, the crazy thing is, if that turned out to be true, like this is all planned because of you, I wouldn't be that surprised. Well, I'm a, I'm a planner. I plan. <laughs> I'm a planner. I'm a part of it, too. I'm, I'm with the Spanish IRS. I'm here, I'm here to get $14 million from you. This uh, is all to bring Shakira to justice. <laughs> Tony, you're right about everything, but it's not to like benefit my career. We want to put Shakira in jail, yeah. and we want we need your help, yeah. Tony. Will You were supposed to be a pawn, but you know too much. Oh, baby, when you fraud like that, <laughs> you make the government go mad. <laughs> you make the Spanish go mad. A few oh. wrong. Oh, man. Did you say mine Führer? No, I feel wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nazi Shakira. My Führer. My Führer. He just saw your face and thought, my Führer. <laughs> That's obviously what Tony he said out of his yeah, face. Yeah, look at him. Oh, baby, when you I don't like her voice. I'm sorry. It's you don't not like great. Her voice? Nope. In English, it's not that good. In Spanish, it's good, but in English, it doesn't. It's not. As she good. sings too much with the back of her throat. Whatever. Who am I? Who yeah, the fuck who, am I? Oh yeah. You, you mean pop sensation Shakira? But it works in Spanish. It, yeah. it sounds what good if, in Spanish. What if like Shakira? You know, she's won Grammys. She's made a career of herself. Played a Super Bowl voice of a, a world cup which is like not many people have done and she stumbles upon this podcast where sean's like her voice isn't even that good dude and she's <laughs> she's just crying now she's like first my husband leaves me now the government's after me and now i lose sean riley sean riley told me to marry bouquet he called me and he says daddy says you will marry real madrid star bouquet and you will move to spain but i don't love him <laughs> I don't care, Shakira. I don't care. <laughs> Shakira, and also Shakira, you will not pay your taxes. But I want to help. I want to help people out. And I think my contributions will help people. You will not pay your taxes, Shakira. It's all about the big plan, the picture about getting into the final round of the funniest. Shakira, do you want me to be the funniest person in Austin or do you not? And you better think about the question. Before you answer, yeah. just know that I already know I have, a, I have your brain tapped. And Shakira, if you don't do what I say, I am prepared to put your mind in robot Shakira. <laughs> and guess what? She will continue winning Grammys, but she will also listen to everything I say. <laughs> Sean wrote, Sean wrote Waka Waka for the World Cup. <laughs> I think you, Tony, you think I can't string a couple chords together <laughs> and pander to the masses? The most the stupidest people? If I can't pander to the masses, how do you explain me getting into the semifinals the funniest person in It was easy. It was I just put two 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 uh two syllables with hard consonants. Ma, maka you can do mawa mada. All right, maybe it's harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Walk a walk a flame. 
Is that a rapper? Waka? Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. And there's also Waka Waka. That's, that's the Sesame Street, right? <laughs> wow. Well, this was fun. Yeah, what a... What a what wild a, episode. What a crazy episode. We've learned a lot of things. We interviewed a possible future congresswoman. We found S- out Senator. Senate or Senator. Yeah. yeah. We found out that Sean is uh Sean is controlling the world. Everything. Everything. So if you have a bad day, blame Sean. Yeah. Honestly, no, don't do that. I'm a good guy. No, you can blame me. Just don't <laughs> don't be don't message me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now I'm going to get messages. <laughs> like always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, my name is Tony Casillas. You can find me at Comedian Tony Casillas. We got some fun upcoming shows. Me and Josh are actually going to be in South Padre Island yep. this Thursday. So go check that out. At Isla Resort. Isla Resort. Yeah. Where can they buy tickets? On at Isla Resort. Isla, <laughs> Isla yeah. Resort. Okay. Uh, Sean Riley Comedy. And uh, holy shit, Creek in the Cave tonight. It live yeah it'll already have happened it was yesterday yeah. so uh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then uh so if you didn't come to that fuck you and you live in austin <laughs> and then uh yeah i'll be in san diego you can check all the shows in that my- is the meanest thing you could have said if you didn't come to that fuck you yeah, yeah fuck you what if, like, our, what if one of our austin fans it's a ten dollar ticket what if one of our austin fans right now is driving to the show and his car just exploded then he's like well, no he's dead yeah, I mean, then or, I... But what if his... He exploded but survived? He has bigger problems. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl your legless ass over there. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I got some shit coming up in San Diego. So if you live in San Diego, hit me up. I'll and, give you some tickets. And we'll, we'll be uh, announcing some Chicago dates very soon. So that's going to be cool. We're going to Chirac. We're going to Chirac. Chirac. Joshy, where can they find you? Uh, at FMCW Studios and thecomedyfrequency.com. All righty. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next time with Andrew Yang. Bye. (laughs) 